Okay, back again with the FPL. Was it what are we called? The FPL Fellows Podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, Sunday night, end of game week sixteen, and yeah, I personally, I'm very very happy with this game week. Very fun. Uh, Twenty was it sixty three points after my vice captain came through. Uh, Thomas, tell us what happened. What happened? Um, yeah, I my vice captain was not Salah. Um, my vice captain who was it? Evan Ferguson. <laughs> um, but you know what? This this happens. I actually I have to kind of blame myself for it because. I basically went to bed at night and like got went back on my phone and was looking at my team and I was like, I was thinking like oh, Evan Ferguson versus Burnley could be a fun vice captain. Just thinking that there's no way in, in hell that Holland never played, but um yeah, that's a lesson learned. So we'll see. I, I mean, I did all right in the end. Sonny Boy saved me. I still had Salah, so fifty three points. Um, it was actually a green arrow this week, which is quite surprising. I guess just Son's just very low owned, so seventeen points is massive. Still somehow like 40% year. Um, but yeah, 53 points. So I went from 500k to four, 450. Um, yeah. Is what it is. It could have been a much, much better game week. But, Still um, the green hour is kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, realistically yeah. as well, like the vice captain should only be on Salah or Son if you have it on Harlan. So it, it wouldn't yeah, be yeah, yeah. one of them if I was not taking a piss. But... Whatever. <laughs> I don't think I've done that once this season as well. Like change my vice captain to someone funny. But yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Less I less. mean it's 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 funny. I like I wanna say I've done what you've done before in the past. I just can't really think of a time. Um where you, you just put a guy who's fun against a really easy fixture on, on paper and then but you just never ever think it's gonna come through. Obviously you got yeah. incredibly punished by uh, you know, small error. I mean, I did it on purpose. So, I I mean, yeah. even even if like if it did happen, the expectation was that maybe it would be like a crazy Evan Ferguson hat trick against Burnley at home, which is not you know that mm. it's not that like crazy for a thing to yeah. happen. Um, and like that's the idea of the fun in it. <laughs> but yeah, it should always be on guys like Salah and Son. Really, him, those three, Harlan, Salah and Son, Salah and Son. Are, all the captaincy materials you probably need for the year, or at least for the well, I guess Holland's out now, but yeah, let's let's just get into a, a bit of what's going on. But this week, well, I just want to talk about, yeah, yeah we right. can just talk talk briefly about the, the weekend. Um, I mean, or at least my point, I mean, one guy who stands out obviously, we both have song about Salavice, and what got me to my 63 points is a, another clean sheet, back to back clean sheet. Timothy Castagno, what a freaking man. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you've got your own success stories with Branthwaite off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's sort of my version of that. So 12 points in two weeks, you know, I got him instead of an Arsenal defender who, an Arsenal defender, you know, blanked in the last two weeks. So it's been a really, really nice um, payoff decision for me. Yeah, I haven't had a good transfer in a while, if I'm being honest. But Branthwaite has been sitting on my bench ever since the wild card, and I'd have to say he's probably the best asset I got on my wild card, which says a lot about my wild card. Um, mm. He's, I think it's now, I think it's third. Oh no, twenty nine points now. I think in five game weeks he's played for me, and he's only blanked in one of them, or something like that. 
um, mm. and three of them off the bench. So it's been sort of lucky too. Um, but I guess that's his job as a 4.0 defender, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, that definitely helped this week because most people just had, you know, Salas on maybe or even just Salah and then a bunch of twos and ones around the board. Um, so any five points or above was quite big. Um, so I'll take it from Branthwaite. And Everton, we really do look a di- different side. We've got it together. I was sort of saying, you know, I was saying when, um, when we finally got Beto in and then we got hit the 10-point deduction. Um, I was saying at the start of the season, I thought we actually had a really good structure to our squad. Um, as in, we had a good striker, we, and now we have two solid ones. Um, a good midfield of Gay, Ducore, Garner, guys like that. Um, and then two centre-backs in Tarkowski and Branthwaite. Um, and all we needed was the wingers and the wing-backs to kind of come to fruition. It's basically been Dwight McNeil and somehow Mikolenka. So Everton are a much better option. I don't think we should be targeting or even thinking they're an easy picture anymore, which I'm a fan, so maybe take it with a pinch of salt. But um, from what from what we're seeing, it's, you know, the stats from earlier in the year where games should have gone probably better than they did um, have kind of come, come into fruition. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, I'll definitely agree with that. Yeah, you don't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know. I mean, on FPL, right? They would probably have Everton as a green fixture, which, you know, I definitely wouldn't have them as that, um, mm-hmm. or sort of on my own rankings. But I mean, if if you were to look at their assets, that's when they become quite tough, just because it does mm-hmm. become a bit of a mixed bag, and there's no real standout. So yeah, I mean, obviously, you mentioned Branthwaite just because he's so cheap, he is an option. But outside of that, I mean, you're you're no best. But I mean, obviously, McNeil's been good, Ducore's been good. I say those would be the standout midfield options. But would you bring them in? Would you ever pull the trigger on it? I don't know. Yeah, I I haven't. Branthwaite, I think, is someone everyone should have in their team for four point or is he four point one maybe? Um, yeah, four point one. I think first of all, he's he's a BPS magnet. So when he, we get clean sheets, he's always at the top. Um, this, I mean, today he was pretty close the entire time, even though he had a yellow card um, and finished just outside of it. So without that yellow card, he probably is at the top. Um, and he's been doing that in the other weeks too. So I think he's someone that most people should have. He's pretty easy to get, but he's maybe someone you wait for the wild card or if you're like downgrading to the ball. But other than that, it's basically Decorah, McNeil and DCL. And I don't think you can put faith in DCL at the moment. Um, he's getting all the chances in the world, but not finishing. And um, he's also getting subbed off for the 70th minute for Beto because realistically he's not playing well enough to keep Beto out. Um, so Decorah and McNeil are interesting. I really like Dyke McNeil, but I'm just not willing to do it. Decorah is probably more reliable. But I find with Decorah, he's, he's not very good for the bonus. Um, he's been getting in it recently. Um, but a lot of times he'll get returns and still be like way out of it. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Over the couple seasons, but I mean, anyway, actually, yeah, moving on from Everton, um, but yeah, but yeah, I think ultimately, I think you would take them off of your list of teams to target. But anyway, um, Son obviously, Son was a st- standout player this week. I think we had quite a big disagreement in our group chat about our sort of thoughts on him. You were saying that you thought that he was a captaincy option uh, after that game. I personally think maybe that game was more on the lucky side because, I mean, I was watching it and he did start in, on that left wing role and 
Richarlison started striker, scored two goals. I don't think you, you drop your striker who scored two goals or at least move things around. And when he played left wing, yes, he got two assists, two very decent assists, but he was very wide, really didn't get a lot of shots off. And his goal was a penalty, which Spurs don't really look like a side that are going to win a lot of penalties over the course of the season. Uh, even the penalty, you know, like it's rare that they even have any contentious decisions in the box that a penalty sort of, uh, you know, questions. So I don't know how many penalties Tom will get over the course of the year. And I question his ability to score goals in that left wing position and just that and formation. So as much as, yeah, brilliant, 17 points, and I'm not selling him at all. I would, I would definitely not sell him. I also don't know if I could captain him, though. Yeah, I, I think I'll switch around. I don't think he'll always be at the left wing spot. Um, but, yeah, today he was, um, from what it seemed. Uh, I, I Also, the fixtures are getting better, um, which I'm interested to see how it's basically going to adapt to it. I think at the start of the season, like I was basically watching, I was like, there isn't a huge difference between him against the bad teams and the good teams, but lately the the fixtures have been tough, and it's you you could tell like Villa, Villa City, Newcastle. He was he was kind of everywhere, and he's very involved. He's getting his chances. So maybe this is not the best period for Thon um, coming up, just because he gets more space and he's so clinical with his opportunities that he's good against the top teams. Um, but yeah, I, I think if he is on the left wing, I, I wouldn't captain him. But I don't think that's going to be very, very consistent thing. Um, I think it will depend on the opponent, which makes it a bit tougher. But, you know, maybe if you find in the right games, like like a Brighton away game, you could probably play in the striker. Um, they're going to be high line and trying to keep possession the entire time like Spurs will. But Spurs will want to utilize him in behind instead of on the left wing likely. But we'll see how that plays out over the next coming weeks. Yeah, so he just picked up his fifth yellow card, suspended for quite a good game, Fulham at home. Uh, so, yeah, Kieran Trippier. Um, what do you think for owners or sort of Newcastle defence owners uh, for a game like that? Yeah, but I mean, run. They've got Also, Newcastle have a great run of fixtures as well. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. I think the fixtures are going to die down a little bit because Europe will be out of the way. Um but the injuries are still bad. So, I don't know. Wilson and Isak are back. I'd like to see both of them in the lineup at the same time. Um, I think it'd be interesting. Wilson would be... I don't think dropping Isak's the right answer, but putting him on left wing and, and then utilising Wilson being back would be huge. Um, but the defence, yeah, they might be a bit leaky. I think Dubrav is already there in, what, seven goals in two games? Mm -hmm. uh, so, maybe, but... It's quite nice that Trippier is out, I think, because, or at least for us, so it gives us an extra week to get him back in. Um, but I will be getting him back in either the week he comes back or the week after. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing for me. I was, I didn't know if I was uh, annoyed or not by that because I was actually planning to bring in Trippier next week. 
because of instead of Shimakas, who I'll get into in a minute. But I mean, I've got Livermento anyway. That I think that's probably good for me now. Livermento guaranteeing to start again that game, and he's the bigger differential. Um, and also Fulham have been un- unbelievable form. So I didn't even know with Trippier out now. I wouldn't double up in the Newcastle defence just because Fulham. Okay, you, I don't know. You back them to score. They've been so good. Um, so yeah, I'm happy just to stick it with Livermento, and I might do uh, Trippier the week after, and get in Pedro Porro next week. Oh really? But Pedro Porro is mm. not really always starting though at this point. Oh sorry, I'm sorry. Not always starting. Jeez, sorry, sorry. I was thinking of Jar Pedro. My bad. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm probably bringing Pedro Porro this week. Um, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. But if I'm get if I have to get rid of Haaland if he's out for a month or so, then um, I'll get rid of him and I'll have a stupid amount of money to spend and I'm not sure where I'll put it. So yeah, exactly. I think that is important. I don't know. Did, did you said a month? From what I've seen, it's Crystal Palace is the question, and then after that, he's pretty much guaranteed. So next weekend, well, stress fracture, like a small stress fracture. That's what Pep said. He said a bone. Yeah. Stress on the bone, or like, oh uh, no, no, yeah, like fracture the bone or something. I, well, I don't know. Yeah, in his foot, right? Yeah, like that. But I think it was a longer period. Like someone said that Hodgman had a similar one and was out for a month. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll wait till Friday. I'm mean, there's no point really like debating yeah, it right yeah. now. If he's out, then I'm probably bringing him back in Watkins, which is really annoying. So I got rid of him two weeks ago. Um, that whole dark ride ordeal. So. Um, but yeah, we should well, Pedro, wait, wait Pedro till Poro, Holland. Pedro Poro is rising tonight. Um, so maybe that's just one you just have to kill because, yeah, yeah just li- take you have to take that point one on the chin just because. I'd, yeah, I'd rather know about more about Holland and everything happening than care about. Yeah, and obviously European midweek fixtures is quite. You know, it's not one of those weeks where you can just do the early transfer. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Palmer today? Because I was watching it, it wasn't bad. He's honestly very, very involved. And I'm sitting there thinking 5.3 mil for this guy is just ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Like, look, he blanked. That's when we brought him in. That's not ideal. But as you said, Everton are a stronger side. He was still very, you know, getting really, really good shots away. You can see he's confident. And I think ultimately that's just one of the most important things is just seeing that your guy is confident even when his team is pretty poor um so you know Sheffield United at home next we know that's the best game you can possibly get and you know and then a great run of fixtures to go with that after so Chelsea are very much a team to target and Palmer's obviously almost essential with that run and you could even double up and go Sterling or Mudrick um you know, Chelsea defenders, there's quite a lot of avenues to go with that Chelsea team. Yeah. Do you think Palmer's a low-key captaincy shout for the speed? Mm, That's an interesting one, but yeah, he could be. Um, The thing is, is though, Salah, United at home, does that not look very tasty for you? That's currently what I have it on. So, yeah. um, It's probably going to stay like that just because Salah's record versus United is ridiculous. And Mm -hmm. We just saw United get pummeled by Bournemouth, so I'm very happy to take Liverpool to the top of the table. Yeah. 
doing quite well right now, even though I don't feel like it's well, I guess this week it did, but I don't I feel like their assets should be doing far better than they have been. <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Salah's obviously been ticking along nicely, but he's the only consistent guy. Darwin has been horrible. Shimikas is for me has been horrible. I benched him for that 15 pointer. Uh so yeah, I, I agree. He's just been really annoying to have and just not very useful. Um, you plan to get rid of Shimkas this week? Yes, I think I will be. You look, look at. I'm, I think I would be fine with those uh, fixtures. Oops. I think I'd be fine with those fixtures with with um with my attackers, but for my defenders. United at home, Arsenal, Burnley away, Newcastle, Bournemouth away, Chelsea, Arsenal. I think those are really, really tough fixtures over the course of six or seven. And Liverpool are just not a good defence. That's just the, the the truth of it. They concede goals almost, you know, every game. And so when you put them up against the best teams, you know, you still wouldn't back them. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm definitely getting rid of Trippier. Not Trippier, for Shimikas. Uh, and, yeah, I th- I, that's what I was saying. Trippier. Uh, P- Pedro Porro for uh, for Shimikas. Yeah, I think that's what I'm doing this week. It's very, very likely. Is TAA an option in your opinion? He's so expensive, but if Haaland goes, it, it does become doable. Um, yeah. And, you know, as bad as the fixtures are, I actually don't really mind them. I think United at home is something TAA can definitely get involved with. I don't think he's been as good as I'd like him to be for 8.1. Um, but with that, Arsenal's also at home. Burnley's away. Newcastle's also at home. So the tough games he's got at home. And then Bournemouth away. So, like you said, the clean sheets probably aren't there, which makes it really difficult. Yeah, I think when you're, when you're paying that kind of money, I would just prefer more of a guarantee of, say, three clean sheets and eight rather than pretty much there. You're making your, your hope, you know, one would be possible. And, you know, obviously the attacking potential is there. But it's like if, if you get an assist at three as three points, if you get a clean sheet, that's four. So I'd rather go for the clean sheet potential and then attacking potential on top of that. Um, uh, so yeah, that's probably my thinking to it. I just don't think the fi- if there was more green fixtures in there as well, yeah, I'd think about it, but there's not. So um, as as we said, Pedro Porro is honestly probably better attacker than uh, Trent right now. Mm-hmm. Just because he's the amount of set pieces he's, he he gets and is on, he, he's on direct free kicks corners. I know Trent is as well, but I think Spurs get a lot more of both of them. Um, and then also the fact that he, again, Spurs defense not as great, but they've got more of a clean sheet potential than Liverpool. Yeah, I fully agree. With that. I think Pedro Paul is the best defender in the game at the moment. Um, Bar Trippier, maybe, but I think Pedro Paul right now. With this fixture run coming up, um, while Madison's out, is is a very 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 good out. He's he's waiting for a fifteen plus four. Um, mm-hmm. Somehow his owners. I mean, today he was he was very unlucky not to get it. I think he would have been on one boat. He would have. I think he was on ten before that goal went in. So yeah, ended up getting five. Yeah, um, yeah. No, he's and he's he's a bonus point magnet too, which I absolutely love. Um, so I'd I'd recommend him to pretty much everybody. Um, is there an interest in uh, Mikalenko these days? He's actually, you know, as much as a footballer, I don't like him. In FPL, he's quite decent. Just he, he does get forward. He he gets into the box for crosses, like when they come from the right wing. Um, 
So it's not an awful shout how well Everton are doing. There's definitely going to be some clean sheets sporadically around. Um, I'm, I'm probably not ever going to consider Mika Lenko, to be honest. But, you know, there's one guy who I do like, Ben White. Um, I mean, Brighton at home this week, I don't think is an awful fixture. And Tommy Asu is now out until uh, the beginning of January, which is the Asian Cup anyway. So I think you've now got a spell of nearly two months where Ben White's the only sort of fit right back. And I think his attacking ability is pretty underrated. He's always, his, his crossing ability is really good. He overlaps. And, you know, if you're looking for an Arsenal defender with the best attacking potential, I think he's easily there. Um, so, yes, Bright- so I think for Brighton this week is good. Liverpool are way tough. But then again, they go West Ham, Fulham, Crystal Palace, Forest. And then, you know, they've got loads of really decent games. And, and so I think from game week 19, I think I'm going to look to get him in. Yeah. No, I, I was looking at Arsenal and, well, mo- more so I don't like Gabriel. He's fine to have my team. He is cheap, but I don't think for the next weeks, if Holland is out, I don't think I need much money. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd like to go down the bend, like, similar route. But it's it's all... You're gonna to have to prioritize things like because I'm not gonna be taking negative forwards every week for these guys. Um, so I'm gonna to have to kind of prioritize a few things to see. I think Pedro Porro is my number one priority at this moment, um, mm-hmm. even ahead of fixing the progress in Haaland. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's exciting time for defenders. Though. Some good ones out. Yeah, 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 for sure, for I, sure. I still um, really, really like Shar as well. Um, Livermento is probably the better pick, but Shar's equally not attacking but um get involved at much he, he's on a lot of set pieces he's good in the air and he does mm-hmm. get weird he gets a weird amount of assists um i remember last year he was all over yeah um yeah no, no I, I agree he's like he's actually a good option um the thing is is i think when you're looking at it price wise trippier is obviously the best pro- worth his price when they have good fixtures and then livermento is that much cheaper than share that i think he's just worth uh, saving the money on. Um, and I think he's nailed. He, he is nailed. He'll play this weekend at right back. And unless Lewis Hall has a stupidly good game at left back, uh, he's just always going to be nailed. And move back to left back after that. So, yeah, I still really like him. Yeah. I think generally Newcastle is just a team you can rely on. I know the results have not been there lately, but um, they're going into an easier future run. And it's also the UCL will be wrapped up after midweek so I don't, I don't think people should change their opinions in Newcastle too much over the past two games uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Keepers yeah. I think Keepers is a good discussion to have because I made a Keeper tr- change this week and it's going to be my Keeper hopefully for the long term I don't know how bad this injury is or if he's even injured at all I, I don't understand what happened he was walking off like perfectly normal but he looked a bit frustrated um, but I brought in uh, Robert Sanchez. Um, I should have said that at the start. <laughs> um, You're leaving a suspense open for that. <laughs> yeah, but I do. I do really like him. I've been saying for a while I want to get him in. He's one of my favorites because like, he does get a pretty soft amount of clean. Sh- I mean, a uh, soft amount of save. I expect Chelsea to get a clean sheet too every now and then. So um, I, I don't mind it at all. At least more so than Ariola, who West Ham we saw um, were woeful. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, West Ham are woeful, and Ariola, I, I ended up holding on to him for this week, and I got a bit lucky because I had Turner on my bench. He got a major haul for a goalkeeper this week at three points. Um, so, you know, like, I'll, I'll take it. And, I mean, I saw that, I mean, obviously we'll find out a bit more about Sanchez's injury later, but I saw Pet, Petrovic, the guy that got subbed on, is 4.5. So, I mean, it's still a good price, but I was kind of hoping for a 4.0. Um, and yeah, if we hear that Sanchez is out for a while, maybe again, he's not to be trusted because you can just see Chelsea signing another keeper because I don't think they're too happy with Sanchez anyway. So, um, again, maybe one to keep an eye out and Dubravka is probably still the better option. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm not a huge I mean, yeah, fan of Dubravka. I'd say if Sanchez is fit. Then I do like Sanchez. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think we should be making many changes in the keeper spot. So it was a bit risky for me to go to Sanchez instead of Dubravka. But I think mm. there's a decent chance that Newcastle do sign another keeper. Because um, if they, especially if they qualify to get into the UCL knockouts, they're going to, I mean, Pope's not coming back to what, like April, mm. March? So they might, they just might want to upgrade in that department. Like there's definitely people there. David De Gea is available, which is a tough one, but um, I don't think it would be a terrible pick if the wages weren't too bad. Um, but I could see them do that in January. But I guess if you have a good backup, you could easily have like Ariola and Dubravka. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not bad. I'm actually, I'm actually going to have to probably play Turner this week. So there's just no way if Sanchez is injured. It, he hasn't popped up or anything on FPL. Um, is it yellow or anything? But and I haven't seen anything online. Um, but I'm gonna have to play Turner to Tottenham away and Tottenham at home. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, yeah, I'm probably hoping that Ariel is fit. Wolves at home, you know, again, not awful. I think my plan basically is, is just to survive this game week, pray for a clean sheet, get myself a nice good goodbye present, and. Yeah, then I'd, I'd almost definitely sell. But yeah, after that. I didn't realize this, Tom, but Brantway actually got suspended for next week, um, which is Burnley away as well, which I really wanted to play him for. So I almost have to do um, have to do a Poro switch this week, or else I have to play Van Hecker Cash, which I actually mm-hmm. think Matty Cash is probably not a bad pick this week. So I do think he'll play against Brantway. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, no, that's fair. I mean, another guy who I've got similar issues with for you and Sanchez. Now I've got Isaac Wilson's fit. Um, I mean, he, yeah, I've, I've got not a lot of confidence in Isaac starting just because he's been really poor the last few games. And Wilson then came on and got an assist. So what I'm almost praying for is midweek in the Champions League is uh, how thinks that Wilson's the more informed player or needing a bit of a different striker. Starts Wilson and then Isaac's fit for the weekend. Because if I see Isaac start and play 70-odd minutes in the Champions League, I think I'm going to be forced to make a decision just because there would probably be no chance he starts the weekend. But, yeah. Uh, you know what? Actually, probably, I probably won't sell him this week just because we don't know Wilson's sort of uh, fitness. But yeah. if I... Yeah. he's Again, now this is the classic case where when you buy one of these guys is when the others fit. You go in a bit of a lingo of limbo, sorry, of what to do. 
um, which is very annoying. Yeah, that's that's fair. fair. Um, so captains this week, we already talked a little bit about Salah, but is there anyone else? Bond is even an option with not Forest has just been absolutely so. Even Saka with Brighton at home is not a bad shout, just because Brighton have been leaking goals for fun. Um, and I've been watching them. They really don't look the same team as they were at the start of the season yet. Um, they need mm. people to come back. And Matoma's been on the bench too. Um, I guess, like, coming back from injury maybe. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Matoma started at the weekend. Well. Oh, no, he didn't, did he? Yeah. Um, he, came on, he came on a half time. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, no, Brighton, I agree. I don't, I don't really, yeah, I don't think Brighton are anywhere near the team they were last year. You know, I mean, they're still high up on the table. You know, you look, you look at the table, they're, 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 they're doing well. But yeah, in FPL, I just don't, there's a lot of rotation. There's no, no singular guy that gets the points. They kind of share the points. So yeah, I think they can't, and the defense is shocking. They concede a goal every game minimum. Uh, so yeah, for me, I, I don't really touch them. Yeah, um, I've had Van Heck play my team far too many times that I'm kind of happy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was considering him because he went through. They've like Brighton did have a crazy good fixture run, kept zero clean sheets, and yeah, um, yeah that kind of says it all. He also is um, weirdly always in the box and doing well, quite well himself, set pieces. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a good mm-hmm. he's a good BPS magnet when they do actually get close to a clean sheet. Um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, as we said, I said Chelsea. Who do you like from Chelsea? Obviously, from because they've clearly got the best fixture run in the league. Who are, is anyone that you would would do apart from Palmer? I think Sterling's a good shout. He got rested this week, but I think with that performance, he'll come back in. Um, and it's it's gathered at home. Like this is the kind of game that Sterling does get massive holes in. Um, so. Yeah, I, I mean, I know some people still have Sterling or have invested him last week or this week. Um, so if they do have him for this week, he's a great shout. He's low-key a very, very interesting differential captain. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than yeah. that, no, not really. Because Reese James is out of the picture now. Um, Palmer's still there, obviously, but maybe a Cole Will or something like that if you really want Chelsea coverage. But I like Sanchez better if he is a bit. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Um uh... I have to say, I mean, there's, I, I do agree on all of those points. Like, it, I, again, there's nothing we, we're really going to say that's going to be crazy. Like, yeah, Sterling's good. Mudrick maybe is a bit of a differential shout. Uh, Jackson's not starting, so, and he's not a 90 minute guy, so I think he's in a void. Um, and yeah, so I think outside of that, other teams with good fixtures. We said Spurs, Pedro Poro, good, good option. Uh, Richarlison, Richarlison, maybe an option. Maybe wait next week if he's starting striker again. Hundred percent, he's a he's an option. Um, Dom Solanke, fit, Bournemouth have great fixtures as well. I think he's Dom Solanke always ticks along nicely. He's someone that is honestly like, if you trust him enough, you could just have him in your team all year. Um, because he picks up points against everyone, every team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so honestly, if you have enough faith in the guy and you just you don't really care um, about switching your strikers around. He's someone you could easily just keep at striker and play every game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, outside All of right. that. Yeah. yeah, those are probably the main people for this week. All right. 
should we wrap it there? Yeah.